This is Only the Strong Survive, a podcast powered by Con Media, where we dive deep into the world of business, leadership, and innovation. I'm your host, Dan Kahn, and I'm honored to have you join us today. So let's get ready to learn some survival skills together. Business and entrepreneurship. I thought our first episode would be good if we just sort of went into a little bit of background as to why we're doing this, who I am, why you should listen, and just give you a little bit of context. So first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. And if you like the content over the next few episodes, I would love it if you could send us some feedback, leave us a review and uh, share it and tell people about the show on whatever platform you use for podcast consumption. Uh, some background, uh, I am an entrepreneur. I own four small businesses. I actually started Con Media, our marketing and public relations agency, exactly 15 years ago to the day that I am recording this. So I felt like it was fitting to record this episode today. And my journey has been an arduous one. When I started on media 15 years ago in the spare bedroom of my house, wearing a bathrobe with my dog, I had no idea if we'd even make it a month. So the fact that we're at year 15, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, we have uh, since started several other businesses, including an outdoor marketing agency for the outdoor industry called Tread Agency, which is based in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, as well as a few other uh, entrepreneurial ventures. Today, I thought I would just sort of give you some background. So a little information on me. Uh, my office where I'm sitting right now is in Ventura County, Southern California. I was born and raised in Southern California. That has uh, provided some opportunities. Uh, as a kid growing up, I had two obsessions. I loved uh, magazines and, and, and the media, and I loved cars. And uh, cars will be a recurring theme. This is not an automotive podcast, but you're going to hear about it a lot because that's something that's a part of my life. And as a kid, uh, the way I bonded with my dad was that I worked on cars. We restored cars. Uh, I built a 68 Mustang that I bought when I was 14. And my mission was I wanted to get that on the cover of a magazine. And uh, at 16, I shot some pictures of it at a park, wrote a sample article, and just started mailing it to magazines. And uh, lo and behold, a few months later, I started getting letters back and ended up placing that car on three different magazine covers in my senior year of high school. That was PR. I didn't know what PR was. I'd never heard that word before at that time, but I was doing it at, at 17, 18 years old. And, and really that was such a cool experience for me that I was very fortunate that I was able to reach out to those editors that I worked with and say, Hey, how do I do what you do? And they gave me a blueprint and I, I worked my way through college as a journalist working for different small magazines, had a job waiting at that same company at Peterson Publishing for me when I graduated from college. And I thought I hit the lottery. I was working at my dream company, at my dream magazine, doing my dream job, getting paid to write about cars for a living. And uh, later in my life, I actually started a podcast with Rob Kibbe from the Muscle Car Place, a podcast network called Cars for a Living. And we did about 100 episodes of that uh, at the very early days of podcasting about uh, 12 years ago and uh, talked to people and, and explained our stories and talked about how to kind of get started in the automotive industry and build a career path. And um, that was my first real taste of podcast production. And, and I enjoyed it. And since then, we've produced a lot of shows for other people, a few museums and a few different brands um, and, and had a good experience. But I have not been back behind the mic since then. And so uh, we felt like it was time. And so I worked in the magazine industry for a while, made the jump to websites. I was a founding Rotest editor at Edmunds Inside Line for Edmunds.com, learned about digital publishing, did that for a while, and kind of fell into PR and marketing by accident. I actually was getting burned out at that job. Uh, got to a point in my life where I had a mortgage, but just didn't like the job anymore. Had never wanted to work for myself. I uh, My grandfather was an entrepreneur. He started multiple businesses in Chicago and then in LA, all in uh, contracting and de-engineering. 
my father went on, followed his footsteps and, and worked at the family business uh, starting in the mid 60s all the way to today, still works at that same company and that he owns. And I remember the ups and the downs. I remember as a kid, there were years where I remember in 1986, I was, I was a, a little kid and we had a, a, my dad had a good year at business and he came home with a brand new Corvette convertible, bright red. It was a pace car edition and it was so cool. And I thought like we were movie stars driving out in that car. He had a good year that year and it was really cool. And I remember other years where business was so bad that I, I would come into the kitchen and just see him from behind with his head in his hands, trying to figure out how he was going to pay his bills. And he was like selling cars just to pay the bills. And I remember that roller coaster and thinking to myself, I, I never want to do this. I just want to work for someone else. This is way too much stress. Ironically, here I am today. So I went into the marketing and PR field. I really was pretty good at it. I enjoyed it. I worked for a small business that again, kind of ironically was based just a few blocks from where I'm sitting right now and on a now defunct business, but working for two guys that I had a lot of respect for, uh, was happy there working in, in PR, uh, and advertising. I uh, did that for a couple of years and was headhunted to go to a bigger agency where I worked on some really big accounts, some really cool accounts, uh, made a lot more money, very high stress, very high pressure. And that was, uh, 06, 07 going into 08, right? When the digital thing and social media really started to take off. And for me, I saw the writing on the wall. It was very clear. Print publishing was going to become very challenging. It's really hard to compete with the velocity of talking to a potential consumer. If you're a brand and you can put a message out there and people see it in minutes versus in the print world, it takes three months. And so I went to agency ownership. I was working on an MBA at the time with my wife and my wife Sheridan uh, was getting a fully paid MBA. She was working in an aerospace uh, company at the time. So they pay for everything. I was self-funding my MBA at a private university. It was really expensive. So I'm working all day. Then I'm trying to go to school at night and I'm trying to figure out how to pay these bills. She's doing her thing, also working equally as hard, but with a little financial support from her company. And I remember sitting in, in, an, in a finance class in that MBA program and thinking, well, I can do this and, and I can go through this program. And when I'm done, I'm going to be in a pile of debt, but I'll have this diploma. Or I can drop out and spend the time that I would be spending in these classrooms writing a business plan for my agency that, that I worked for at the time and help them pivot. So I, I took plan B and I dropped out, spent nights working on that plan. And I wrote, it was like a 200 page spiral bound business plan. Here's how we're going to lean into digital. Here's how we're going to lean into content creation and production. Here's how we're going to learn in, lean into social media marketing. Uh, the term influencer didn't exist yet, but here's how we're going to use kind of power users on social media to promote our clients and their products and their services. Presented at agency uh, ownership. They said, okay, we're going to give you a, a, an hour a week of staff time to train the team on how to make this pivot. And I was thrilled. It was a huge opportunity. It was a real acknowledgement of the work I'd put in. And we had one of those meetings. And afterwards, one of the other supervisors at the company uh, went to uh, the owner of the agency's office, closed the door. He calls me in an hour later and said, hey, we're going to kill this whole digital thing. It's not a real thing. There's no opportunity here. So let's just nix it and give everybody their hour a week back. And that was it for me. I was crestfallen. And after that, I was, I, you know, when I got over the crushing disappointment that first few minutes, then I went home and just said, okay, what am I going to do with this book that I wrote? I have this plan. And my wife, uh, God bless her, said, you know, I make a decent living. We've got benefits through my job. You did this thing at night and on weekends. Let's try it. See if you can make it work on your own. And if you can, great. 
If you can't, you can always go get another job. So that's what I did. And I, uh, I gave notice. I left on good terms. Those terms weren't so great after they figured out what I was doing. Cause then I became a competitor. Uh, since then the owner of that agency and I, he's long since sold his business and retired and we're on very good terms now, but there was a couple of years there where things were a little tense, but I went on and I started my own business and that was con media in 2008. So started the business, uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show in a spare bedroom in our house. Uh, I had a wife who worked full time and was going to school full time. So she was gone most of the time. We didn't have kids yet. So I was very fortunate that, um, I had a lot of time on my hands and that meant I was working 16, 18, 20 hours a day. After six months, I got to a point where I realized I had maxed out my ability and, and my time. So I needed an employee. I thought it'd be weird to have an employee come show up in my living room. So I went and leased an office and we were off to the races. And after that, uh, we've had steady 10 to 20% growth annually every year for 15 years. We are now generally regarded as one of the top marketing and PR agencies in the automotive industry. Uh, we currently on the con media side, we have 33 employees in nine states and uh, an office here in Ventura County. Uh, we also work with a lot of luxury brands. We work with some really great uh, automotive and outdoor brands. Uh, I'm very proud of what we've built here and we work on in marketing, PR, uh, digital ad buying, all the kind of digital funnel stuff, as well as kind of traditional PR and, and marketing and advertising. Uh, we have clients that range from Rolex USA to um, agency record for Maserati, agency record for Lotus. Uh, we work with some really great events, everything ranging from the Grand National Roadster Show, the Quail. We work with uh, King of the Hammers, which is a huge off-road race. We're agency record for the SEMA Show. Uh, which is a big automotive trade show. Uh, we work for Peninsula Hotels. Uh, and then we also, two years ago, started another agency called Tread uh, that is based in Bozeman, Montana, that's focused on kind of fishing, hiking, hunting, camping, any kind of outdoor recreation industry, and have worked for some really cool brands on, on that end as well. Everything ranging from Winchester to uh, Shift Pod Tents to Canyon Coolers. Uh, State of Montana has had us do a bunch of work. Uh, so we're, we're very proud of, of those two agencies and what we've built. Along the way, I have learned a lot. Uh, a phrase that I use quite often is OTSS, which is the name of the show. It's only the strong survive. And I wish I could say I borrowed that from a business book. I actually borrowed it from the Richard Linkletter movie on Days to Confused, which is a kind of a 70s a kind of stoner movie that I loved in high school. But that's what they scream at the freshmen, OTSS. And that phrase stuck in my head because in, in business, it's true. There's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote, uh, the only way out is through. And, and I feel like that's true in small business. You know, the, the attrition rate is so high. And in small business, most of the challenges we as entrepreneurs face are things that you just have to tough it out and figure it out and learn those hard lessons and get through it. And a lot of people give up. So if you can get through those challenging moments and you can survive them, you will be stronger. And, and that is how I personally learn. I, I learn by, by making mistakes and uh, I, I like to say, you know, every mistake once, if you can make a mistake and learn from it, that that's usually a valuable experience. So over all these years, I didn't know anything about accounting when I started my business. I didn't know anything about taxation when I started my business. I didn't know the difference between an S corp and L, uh, an LLC, a C corp. I made some pretty disastrous mistakes as a result of not knowing that stuff. I didn't know anything about bookkeeping. I didn't know anything about business development other than how to get on the phone and sell, but I didn't know anything about contracts. I didn't know anything about uh, payables and vendors, all these different things that you just, unless like you get kind of a boot camp situation, you really can only learn by doing. 
So I wanted to see if we can use this podcast partly to share some of those experiences and help kind of shorten the learning curve uh, for anyone out there who's interested in either starting their own business or strengthening a, a business they already have. But also I, I have a unique job. Most business owners, particularly small business owners, whether you own a, you're a contractor or you are a manufacturer or you have a, you know, some sort of service business are, are insular. They're, they're focused on their own business. And, and the only business they're really aware of is their own business, unless they're in like a, a, a Vistage group or a YPO group and, and you're in a networking group where you're hearing other people tell their story, which by the way, I think those are very, very valuable. And I'm in a couple of them, but I'm in a unique position because as a, as a PR and marketing uh, agency principal, we serve other businesses. We are a B2B business. And, and, and so we're on the phone and on Zoom and, and face-to-face with these other entrepreneurs and business owners. And we have clients ranging from three or four person startups to Fortune 50 companies. And we hear the issues they're dealing with, with consumers and customers and vendors and their own financial challenges and private equity and banks and all these issues. We hear them every single day. So I have a very unique vantage point that uh, not a lot of entrepreneurs have in that I'm trying to be kind of part therapist, part problem solver, part marketing CMO to this huge array of clients and, and industries and businesses. And we work with, uh, at any given time, about 30 to 34 different businesses in half a dozen different industries. So it gives us a lot of insight into sort of the success stories that people have, but also the challenges that they're facing and how they navigate those challenges. So my hope is that we can use this show to not only tell some of those stories, but interview some of those people and sort of pick apart some of those challenges that they have faced and examine how they tackled them, whether they tackled them the right way or in some cases the wrong way. And how do we learn from that? And the goal of this show is to make you stronger, to make your knowledge base deeper so that you'll be more equipped and be more strong the next time you face one of those challenges so you won't be part of that 65%. So I, I hope you can come on this journey with me. I hope we can do this together. I appreciate your time and your patience listening to this first episode. And I hope that you enjoy the people we have on. We're going to tackle some really interesting subjects. Uh, just topics we already have lined up for the next few episodes. We're going to be talking about massive changes and disruption in the marketing and media industry and how that affects not only big companies, but also small businesses and how they can kind of DIY their own marketing and some growth hacking tips there. Uh, another one of the subjects we're going to be tackling is changes in sales models and how uh, the former model for companies that make products used to be almost exclusively through multi-step distribution. And you'd have to get into a chain of stores if you wanted to be successful. And now direct to consumer has completely disrupted that entire industry. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about private equity and venture capital and how that works and how you should either go about getting it or why you should avoid it. And we're going to talk to some subject matter, uh, matter experts there and people who've gone through both great experiences and maybe some challenging ones. Uh, as well as some really cool entrepreneurial stories of people who've sort of started their own businesses for different reasons and what they learned and kind of go on that journey with them. So I'm excited. I'm hoping that I'm going to learn a lot. I'm hoping that you're going to learn a lot. And I'm hopefully, uh, hopefully we can all kind of learn this together and I'll be better off for it. So thank you for joining us on this first episode. And I look forward to talking to you more.